South Africa's continuing electricity supply, logistics, crime and corruption problems have put significant financial pressure on many businesses and many have or are planning to retrench employees. This is especially prevalent in the mining and manufacturing sectors and several big companies such as Sabania Stillwater, Arsul Metal, Glencore, Impala Platinum and Goldfields have announced plans to retrench thousands of workers. However, the presidency has urged big business not to do so as there are plans to address the core structural problems in the country and positive outcomes are on the horizon. Rudy Dex is on the line. He's head of the project management office in the presidency. Rudy, thank you so much for your time tonight. Can you put this call on the private sector to hold off on retrenchments into perspective? Thanks, Rick, and thanks for inviting me. Yes, of course. Um, Just a small bit of context, you know, of course, this is part of the ongoing partnership that we have. And I think it's important to understand that it's part of the partnership that the president has built with the senior CEOs, the 146 CEOs, and part of our business engagements. In your intro, you talked about the three areas that we're collaborating on, and that is around the implementation of the Energy Action Plan, the implementation of the specific interventions to deal with the freight logistics crisis, and of course, crime and corruption. These three issues put a significant impact on businesses, and particularly where the mining sector, for instance, are unable to get their products to port or on rail, for instance. And this has been some of the concerns that they have raised with us. And I think what we have done collectively and in partnership with the private sector is to develop specific interventions, both through the Energy Action Plan, but also through the establishment of the National Logistics Crisis Committee, and the adoption of the freight logistics roadmap to be able to deal with the most immediate concerns, which is reducing the congestion at the ports, making sure that we're able to have a more efficient rail system, introducing competition, for example, and then, of course, the long-term stuff. And, and all we're saying is, given opportunity for us to be able to implement this with a greater speed and urgency in partnership with business before we take decisions to retrench workers. Work, retention of workers should be a last resort For us, it's going to be important to ensure that we do implement these plans as we partner with business going forward. Of course, South Africa has record high unemployment levels and there's a big social impact when workers are retrenched. But many businesses may argue that, you know, we've heard promises before that the core problems will be addressed and it hasn't done so. There has been significant delays in the implementation of structural reforms. Do you think there's a buy-in from the private sector that these challenges will be able to be addressed within a few months? Absolutely, Rick. I think there's a bit of a difference here. Actual facts, a substantial difference. When we launched the Operation Volendela Structural Reform Program, we looked at five areas. You know, it's the electricity supply, logistics sector, visa regime, water, for example, and telecommunications. And we've done quite a significant amount of progress in all of that. You know, there's a quarterly report that we produce. We produce the third and fourth quarter towards the end, and it's on the president's website. But I think the difference for me is that in both the logistics and the energy, we've been able to develop a close collaborative effort in the implementation of the plan. And in particular, business has offered a whole set of capacity and support for us to be able to get uh, traction on this. And for me, that's the difference. It's not government sitting in the corner implementing these plans on its own. It's government working across the system, working within government, also collaborating and partnering with business and organized labor. And I think that's really the difference. 
where everyone has line of sight, everyone agrees on what the objectives are, and we all work towards that. And I think for me, fundamentally, it's the reason why I think business has entered into this partnership with government, and in particular, the partnership that has been driven by the president himself. And there's a lot of faith in us being able to implement this as speedily as possible. So I do think there's a difference from what we said last time, where we sit and implemented ourselves. And in this instance, we are partnering with business to be able to implement and to support where interventions are required. Do you think it's unfair, and by you I mean uh, the government, for companies to contemplate retrenchments within the uh, social realm we are living in, where there are many social problems, to retrench workers? Because businesses are actually quite predictable. If uh, the economy is growing and uh, everything is functioning well, they will invest and employ more people. But conversely, when things are tough and there are challenges affecting their, their profits, uh, they tend to cut costs. And of course, uh, the retrenchment of workers would be on top of the list. Do you think the announcements you have seen are fair? Look, business operates in a business environment and where there are either market forces, for example, declining demand or price mechanisms that are not matching, or in this instance where there are logistical challenges where, for example, business and mines in particular are able to get the product to the port and then, of course, to the marketplace. There are challenges for them to be able to do that, and um, they would have to take measures to be able to reduce that cost. Arguably, they would say from a business point of view, they would have to find a way. All we're just saying is that if there's an ability from us to implement structural reforms that could ease the cost for business and efficiency gains that we can make ASAP through the freight logistics roadmap, for example, or the work that we're doing with business through the National Logistics Crisis Committee, then retention should be a last resort. You know, and I think this is really the call that we are making, that we shouldn't try and reduce cost and cut labor as quickly as possible, allow for these plans to be implemented as a matter of speed and for us to be able to give effect to that. But business have to take business decisions. I think it's really just a call to be able to ensure that we implement what we agree to as a matter of urgency. And this is really why I think it's going to be quite an important point. Uh, you know, from a socioeconomic context, of course, you know, we have high unemployment. We've seen some significant recovery post-COVID. We're close to recovering all the jobs lost pre-COVID. And I think that's quite important. So despite the challenges that exist, we do see some recovery in the labor market. What we want to see is not the reverse of that. So we have to work with business. We have to get the economy growing. If there are constraints to the economy, like, for example, the structural reform programs not being implemented adequately and, and fast enough, then, of course, business would have challenges. But we are working fairly hard in ensuring that we address those constraints as a matter of urgency. The Minister in the Presidency, Nkumbutso Nchaweni, uh, said late last year that the private sector is engineering the collapse of the government. And it was said in the context of the investigation into foreign exchange uh, trading, which, uh, of course, we spoke about regularly on this show. And these remarks don't go down well with the private sector. How would you describe the relationship between the government and the private sector? And do you think it has improved uh, since last year? I think it has, and it's precisely what I was referring to early on, that the president has taken the initiative with business to set up a partnership. Our focus is on three key areas, electricity and addressing the electricity supply constraints, resolving the freight logistics challenges that exist in the country, and addressing crime and corruption. 
That partnership on practical interventions is something that I think it's long required. Of course, there are going to be challenges. There are always not necessarily going to be agreements on some of the aspects that needs to be implemented. What this partnership does do, it sets a frame for where we're able to engage robustly with business, but continue to have a partnership of implementing where you have a common line of sight of problems that we want. We all want load sharing to end. We all want efficiency in logistics and for products to get to port or for products that are being imported to get to customers in South Africa. We all want to reduce crime and corruption. There's a common interest here amongst different partners. And I think that's the common agenda that one can develop. But as I say, there are always going to be disagreements on some of these aspects. But for me, at the end of the day, being actively involved in implementing and supporting this with the business colleagues, I think there's a renewed partnership, there's working together, there's collaboration, and all of us have a role to play towards a common objective. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Rudy. That was Rudy Dix. He is the head of the Project Management Office in the Presidency.